0: you can give as much as you want to try and heal but i think what the question is saying if that other person if you're trying and they're just not giving you it then you don't there's nothing else you can do because you can't control what they're going to give or not To another episode
1: <laughs> that was like there was like <laughs> a real hesitation there because our computer did something that it normally well it was qui-
0: you know what it was quiet because it's i have so the volume quiet. down and then i was like do i have the mic plugged in and then i did and so it was just a yeah anyway
1: just checking it out last night yeah yep. hi
0: guys i'm Leanna.
1: i am jared and this is another
0: episode of hello and goodbye yeah hello um so Let's talk about the Patreon really quick. Yep. So the Patreon is back. A Patreon is just a way for you guys to support the podcast um, through a very small monthly contribution. It's three dollars mm-hmm. to contribute. We have a bunch of new Patrons, so we want to just say thank you to all of you guys. And if you click on the um, the tier to become a Patron, you can also pledge. A different amount so you can either pledge if you don't have three dollars to spare and you want to do a dollar or if you want to do five or ten whatever you feel compelled to do to support the show we really really appreciate it um we can keep the show going without ads
1: yes and yeah and like we would do this show for free oh yes but we it costs us like a couple hundred dollars it costs you a couple hundred dollars a month a few hundred yeah more than that yeah to to do the show yeah. and so every little bit helps yeah
0: right? absolutely and um you know it's been an interesting process of transitioning from like our sponsors are sole sponsors mm-hmm. and we promote them promote them on social media but I feel so I feel so good with this idea of having the Patreon, having our supporters and our corner. And actually, um, we had a listener email if uh, message me. He's like, "Hey, I just want to send you a Venmo."
1: Oh yeah, that was cool.
0: And so, like, thank you to that listener. And I don't know. I mean, if that feels more comfortable to you than like making a monthly pledge.
1: Yeah, they can just message. They can you just can DM message me, or whatever. me
0: and send me a Venmo. Yeah. Um, And honestly, like, anything helps.
1: Yeah. I thought you were going to bring up um, our other awesome listener, Brenda, who, like, posted our Patreon post. Oh, yeah. Who, like, subscribed and then, like, shouted it out. Yes. Brenda, thank
0: you. Allison, um, Angelina. Who else subscribed? Um, I'm, like, blanking on names. But, like, we love you all. We appreciate you. And another way to support is to rate and review Guys, the more reviews, the more rates we get at a consistent level, the more Apple is going to share our podcast. So it's just so important for the ratings and the reviews to come in. So if Mm -hmm. you've got that 30 seconds to head over there to Apple Podcasts, search Hello and Goodbye, scroll down to the bottom, give us a five star, and and that will just help us out. Yeah. Yay! Yay. Okay.
1: Okay, What I, I'm excited. You have some bombshells to drop oh,
0: on Oh, man, me. you guys. So today's episode, we're finally actually answering listener questions.
1: Yes, thank you for sending them in.
0: <laughs> the last episode we tried to and we just, we it was a classic Jared and Leanna trail. Yeah. Trail? Rabbit trail. We've had Rabbit this conversation hole. before. Rabbit hole. But what's the trail?
1: What's the trail?
0: There's a trail that you can trail off You of can trail into- off. Trail off?
1: Are you thinking, or going off of the trail? I
0: feel like we've had this This almost exact exact conversation about (laughs)
1: phrases and wording.
0: (laughs) Anyway, we've trailed off before. So, um, okay, we want to talk about some personal stuff first to keep you guys updated with what's going on. So, I have a couple funny ones. Okay. One. I was thinking about how it's been a while since I've told you guys about how my heels are doing.
1: Oh, okay. Good. (laughs) From the foot mask situation. You know, it's so funny. So just for the listeners, I don't know if they know this, but your mom got me some face masks and (laughs) And foot masks masks? for Christmas. I still have not used them. Beware. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because they expire. You were saying. Yeah. but anyway, I'm afraid to use them now because of your whole story about okay, your foot mess. So okay. how are your heels?
0: So my heels are doing really well. Really? I have like a new routine of like I have I got like a really good like callus scrubber thingy.
1: Like a stone. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. use it
0: every day in the shower. So I'm constantly like getting that down. And then at nighttime when I go to bed, I put like a, a heel cream. <laughs> on and then put my socks on and then after the shower in the mornings I put lotion on it. So I'm like really hydrating, which I've never been good at. I've never been a good hydrator. Like lotion, like I don't know. I feel like white people don't use lotion as much.
1: That's true. We're not as We're not as cognizant of it. We should learn. And we
0: really need to learn how to do it. And so like I've been trying to like do it on my elbows and my heels and Mm -hmm. um anyway my heels are fantastic
1: i love that (laughs) and as you were describing all these steps i'm like i don't have room in my life for a heel exactly exactly (laughs) and
0: that like i've never in my life cared and now i'm like you know i'm 34 and i think it's time that i spend some time in my feet on my feet that's okay um okay so my other thing i think you're, you're gonna think is really funny okay okay so I have a Tushy update. Oh, okay. So I found a new utilization for Tushy.
1: I cannot even <laughs> guess what you are about to say. I'm tra- I'm running through the scenarios i my Wait, hold on. Give me give me five seconds. So let me see if I can take some guesses. Okay,
0: while you're while you're thinking, Tushy, if you're not sure, is a bidet.
1: Hmm. I don't know.
0: Okay. So this happened by accident. Um, so sometimes when I have a bowel movement, yeah. because I have some, uh, stuff that I have some digestive stuff where I, it's hard for me to,
1: to go all the yes. time. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Sometimes it feels like I just don't get everything out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's like just right there. That's
1: the worst feeling in the world. It's the
0: worst feeling.
1: When you're like, you're like, well, I guess I have to get up from the toilet and you still feel like yes. you need to go. That's the worst. But
0: it doesn't come out. Right? Yeah. Okay. Well, by accident, I shot that tushy so hard. Oh,
1: you like enema yourself. Right
0: into my butthole, and I gave myself an enema, and it worked.
1: Wow. And
0: now what I do.
1: <laughs> this is, you're like, I have a new heel routine, and I have a new enema pooping routine. So
0: what I do now is when, I ha- when I'm, you know, there. Mm-hmm. And I'm having difficulty finishing. That's what just, she said. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just
0: spray some just water at my bubble. Just full
1: blast. And just blast it comes
0: it. right out.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah. Who knew? That's great. It's, it is, it has changed my life.
1: Well, and you know what? Uh, to be honest, like, too, I feel like that is better than, like, Taking laxatives that are yes. gonna be like a drug. You know yes. what I'm saying? It's just water, it's natural. Yes. It and
0: had, things I've had I've had to do enemas before. Like I don't really they're not that big of a deal to me. Like yeah. I have had like a penis at my butthole.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like you just get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done either of those things. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. Um I saw a picture of like someone posted on Instagram like their butt plug or something. Oh yeah. It was huge. And I'm like, how are people just sticking huge butt plugs up their butthole?
1: Very slowly and with lots of loop.
0: Okay. Yeah. And, and you,
1: I think you sort of work your way up to
0: it. Yeah. Okay. Maybe you, know? you like, it's like a dilator.
1: Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You slowly yeah, work. Sure. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um. So anyway, I, I wanted to share that revelation with you guys.
1: Yeah, so a whole new use for the tushy. A whole
0: new use for the tushy. Yeah,
1: that's in great. fact, it's
0: e- probably even better than the,
1: than the original. Than use? the original use. <laughs> this is the medical use.
0: Okay, why don't I have kind of a long story? Okay. Of an interaction with a guy from an app. So why do you want to maybe tell us what you're doing? Yeah, first? I'll give
1: a quick update. Yeah, so I am. Um, very I think I'm now at this at the stage of grief mm. where it's like hitting me, you know mm. and I, like I literally was doing yoga just before we recorded and I had the, I was like, wow, I, I am really like hurt over this relationship, you know which I'm this is weird, but I'm excited about the way I've been hurt by like my past couple relationships because it feels different to me. Like, normally, I'm, I'm so not in touch with that, you know?
0: That um, you're just like, oh, on to the next. Yeah, kind of, kind of yeah. Yes. I
1: just feel, like, generally bummed out, you mm-hmm. know? And I feel like this is part of... Well, we'll talk about this later, but I think this is part of, like, an overall change in my life with, like, not drinking, and, like, I think I'm just, like, getting to a new stage.
0: You're not numbing as much.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, and so yeah, I'm like talking to a few people on the apps and then of course, and this is like this was not like the trigger, but it was like like I I came across my ex
0: mm. on Hinge, you know?
1: And it's like and I and I knew that she was I knew she was probably on there even before I was. Mm. Um but it's still like ugh. Yeah. You it know? sucks. Yeah. Um and so I don't really Yeah, I'm just, like, taking it slow, talking to a couple people, but, like, my heart's not really in it kind of Mm -hmm. thing, so. Um, I don't know, but I actually am feeling good because there's, like, other things in my life that I'm wanting to focus on. I'm feeling, like, more positive energy towards stuff for work and this training for this triathlon and stuff like that, so.
0: Good. Yeah. Wait. I thought you weren't doing the triathlon. I'm, I'm still... It's still
1: a maybe. So I found out that I can put it off until next year. Oh. I'd have to go to Idaho for the triathlon in June 2022, approximately.
0: I mean, Idaho's not that far.
1: Yeah, I mean, and it you would be try. a cool little
0: trip. Why yeah, not? I'll yeah, I'll go. Sure. Okay. Um. I'm sure we'll be in very healthy, foundried so we'll, relationships by then. We'll exactly. just go as a couple's, a couples
1: trip. <laughs> a couple's retreat. Um... So yeah. the, uh, this
0: podcast could be a traveling podcast. Sure. Okay. Sorry. I'll, I'll
1: stop. Like van, yes! like, like van life. Like van <gasps> life podcast.
0: Oh my gosh. Yes.
1: Van life is so cliche now. And it's like actually so... I would like
0: really hate it because yeah. I need my, like, I need to know like where my stuff is. It needs to all be. Yeah. Anyway, keep going.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I spent one night in an Airstream trailer, and I was like, yeah, this is enough for me. <laughs>
0: like, I didn't...
1: Like, because, like, beforehand, I was like, oh, my God, an Airstream, like, that's bad. Like, those are, like, the top of the line. Like, they're, like, yeah. the best, fanciest, yeah. like, whatever, and they're supposed to be, like, super nice. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, this is, like, really small and cramped. Yeah. And then every time you walk somewhere or roll over in bed, like, you kind of oh. feel it move, you know? And it's yeah. like, ugh. Anyway. Um... So, here's the plan, because our county, our COVID risk, we just got out of the highest risk here of COVID. Yeah, you can
0: start eating indoors, which is, my dad works at the hospital. He says there's only six COVID patients there. That's
1: amazing. It's gone
0: way down.
1: And so... Oh,
0: I'm fully vaccinated. Oh, congratulations. And you are... I'm
1: 50%. Yes. Yep, I'm halfway there. So, um, beginning of April, I get my second dose, but... So my gym's opening up because my shoulder's still hurt. And so I'm going to try to swim this week.
0: Mm. And if my shoulder
1: lets me swim, then I might just go for it.
0: Are you still doing some um, stabilization exercises for your rotator cuff? I've kind of fallen off on my physical therapy. I
1: need to get back on it. I would say
0: do your rotator cuff exercises before you swim. And then when you're done swimming, ice it. Okay. And take some ibuprofen. Done. Because if you got some tendonitis or inflammation up there, it can help reduce that.
1: Okay. Yeah. That's my,
0: that's my, uh, you guys are hearing my yoga. Yeah.
1: Thanks. Thanks. Yoga medicine. (laughs) You're
0: welcome. Yeah. Yoga. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, that's great, friend.
1: Yeah. Okay. Tell us, tell us your story.
0: Okay. So, um, I have dovin dived, dived, sure. Divin. dividend, (laughs) Dividing. Um, dived um, deep into online dating this week. Okay. Um, I think I had talked about last week that the guy that I had met, there just wasn't a romantic connection there for me. And I did end up telling him that. And, um, you know, he was bummed, but we, you know, he understood. Mm-hmm. And then I had talked about, there were two guys I was talking to. One I was really excited about. And the other I was like, okay, maybe. Yep. Um, so lot of interesting things going on and a lot of different layers of this but the the guy was really really interested in we talked all day monday Mm -hmm. and then i could tell he started his energy changed Mm
1: -hmm. monday
0: evening but we were still talking to like midnight and i was talking to the other guy too so i was just kind of talking to both of them and then the following day I kept talking to the other guy and I was like, oh yeah, he's like kind of cool. Like I started kind of like being more interested in him, Mm -hmm. but I was like still really interested in this guy and he wasn't, he didn't text me in the morning. Um, I sent him a text. He responded pretty quickly, but then there was like nothing after that. Mm -hmm. And then like, I texted him one more time and he responded and then nothing. And I'm like, Hmm. So I actually, or actually I think the second time I had texted him, I'd be like, Hey, um, I noticed that, Energy's changed a little bit because he, it was short. It wasn't engaged, like totally different. And I said, I just want to make sure, like, did I say anything or, um, you know, are you still wanting to like FaceTime tomorrow? Mm -hmm. And he responded, yes, no, sorry. I've been like super busy with work, you know? And I'm like, "Mm, okay. I mean, you had work yesterday too, but whatever. Yeah. 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 So anyway, um, so I was at Michelle's house that night, Mm -hmm. my best friend and I was talking to her about it. And I said, you know what? I said, I just have this gut feeling. I think he's just talking to someone else. Mm-hmm. I think he just lost interest because he said he was hanging with a friend. And that's
1: what I say too exactly. when I'm going on another date. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And um, and he's not been texting me all day. And I said, I I just bet you anything he he's just more interested in someone else. Yeah. And sure enough, the next morning. I got a text from him that said, hey, I know you we were supposed to FaceTime today. I just want to be really honest with you. Like I ended up meeting up with someone last night mm. that I had had a connection with a few weeks back and things really went really well. He's like, and I don't really feel comfortable like talking to two women at a time because I feel like guilty about it and kind of went on and on. Yeah. And I like, I was just like, oh, like I know. what? one though, one, I was like, fuck yeah. Like, my intuition was spot on.
1: Yeah, good radar. Like, spot on. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But two, I was disappointed Mm -hmm. um, because I was excited that he was different. Yeah. But, um you know, I didn't know him. We hadn't FaceTimed. Yeah. So it's like, it, it, it just felt, it feels a little bit like anytime that happens, it's just like a little bit of a loss. Right. Mm-hmm. And it kind of triggers the, the past losses, but,
1: mm-hmm. um, yeah.
0: And so we kind of went into a back and forth conversation. I was just, I kind of got into like sales, Leanna. And I was like, you know, <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're you know like, now I don't that, think you're realizing how great I am.
0: I Well, I, now I have like the sales job and I feel like it's seeping into like how I have conversations with people. But, um, I was just like, you know, um, you told me, <laughs> this oh, is like literally what happened. I said, you know, you had told me on Monday that you really kind of tend to dive into things really soon and that you're really like trying not to do that because you don't want to like define things. And I said, you know, um, it's okay for you to date two people yeah. like that's okay. You know, mm-hmm. and it's okay with me, mm-hmm. um, you know, because you're being honest about it and, and anyway, it didn't work, but... Um, <laughs>
1: it didn't work. But I mean, but... Yeah, you know what's so funny? Sorry, go ahead. Finish.
0: Um, I don't know. I just... I felt like proud of my... I felt proud of myself that I had the reaction I had. I probably spent too much time communicating with him after he broke things off with me, but um, I don't know. I just... I was like, okay, well, I still have this other guy that I'm talking to, yep. you know, maybe things will go there. So that's kind of like, mm-hmm. what was in my head? What were you gonna say?
1: Well, I am proud of you too. Cause that's kind of like abundance mindset and sort of being mindful of like, that's a bummer. I'm disappointed by this and I'm, I'm okay and mm-hmm. it will be okay. Right. Yeah. So the funny thing is, as soon as you said, you know, he sort of sent this message or whatever and I like before you even talked about going into your sales mode, I was like, huh, I wonder what the best move is there. Like, and I, I wonder, like, what do you think about if the move in that situation was like, okay, cool. Well, like save this conversation on Bumble, you know, and if it doesn't work out, like, Oh no, I did that too. down the road. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: No, I said, Hey, listen, like I actually responded. I said, the first thing I responded was thanks for being really upfront with me. Yeah. Um, I appreciate your honesty. Of course, I'm bummed mm-hmm. because I was really excited about you. But, um, you know, I understand that I've been there, that guilt of talking to two people at once. And I said, You've got my number. Like, uh, use it. Hit me up. If, yeah. <laughs> hit me up if it doesn't work out. Yeah. And he was like, his response to it was like, Wow, what a like extremely mature and like refreshing response. Cool. Yeah. So, um, Okay, so... And
1: by the way, you know it's not going to work
0: out. Oh, 100%. <laughs> no, I, I wish him the best. Yeah, okay. of course. So, so then I'm... then Okay, so now I'm solely texting to this Yeah, you have one the guy. other guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And just liking him more and more as the conversation goes. Okay. Um, he... Okay, so here's a here's where the layering starts. And I'm going to try and be as succinct as possible here. But he asked... I told him about my podcast... Mm-hmm. I, because I like to be upfront at some point, because for some guys, it's a deal breaker. Yep. And so I just said, I want you to know I have a dating and relationship podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I do talk about my life, mm-hmm. but I don't use names unless given permission or any identifying details. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, that's so cool. Awesome. He's like, "What? what's it called? And I was like, it's called Hello and Goodbye. I said, but I don't, please, like, don't listen to one. Yeah. Well, he thought I was joking because I was like, I have this podcast. It's Hello and Goodbye, but, like, don't listen. Like, he thought I was, like, joking. And so he, like,
1: immediately went and He
0: immediately went and downloaded our latest episode, which was the episode after my surgery where you and I talked for almost two hours. And I talked about my ex and, like, my sexuality and all of that.
1: That's right.
0: So it was, like, a pretty heavy, deep episode. Yeah. So his response to it was, he was like, wow. He's like, it sounds super professional. Um, he's like, the content was really great. Like, I'm really impressed. He's like, um, I think you and I might be in different places sexually, though.
1: Wait, okay, remind me. What did you say, what sexually came up on that episode?
0: <sighs> um, I talked about how the their sexual drive was an issue in my last relationship that's right
1: and like and i was sharing about like i'm not usually the primary yes. driver and that can freak some people out and yeah, yes yeah.
0: and i was sharing that my i was always the one initiating yep. um the i had given my ex that boudoir photo book if you're not yeah. sure what we're talking about go to two, yep, ep- yep, two yep, episodes yep. Okay. ago but um so anyway and different
1: places know. what does that mean okay
0: So here's where, and and I'm really, okay, so actually I'm going to say this first. The day that this happened, I texted Jared and I said, you want to jump on the mic? And he couldn't. Yeah. And so what I did at midnight, because I couldn't sleep, because it was like on my mind, is I jumped on and I recorded a 10 minute, like super vulnerable, raw episode of me kind of Getting my thoughts out on this, yeah. So we had thought about just putting it in right now, but yeah. I really want your reaction as I go, okay? Because I think yep. you're gonna have a big reaction to this. Oh boy. Um. So what we're gonna do is I'm gonna just upload that one to the Patreon. Yeah. So that's another bonus you guys are gonna get. Yeah, a little
1: bonus for our patrons.
0: Yeah, three bucks. Raw, yeah episode. I mean
1: that. This alone sounds like it's worth three bucks. But okay.
0: <laughs> okay. So he was a Christian. He is a Christian. Okay. And we had talked about Christianity early on because he had said to me in one of his first texts that he, um, he reads the Bible and does kind of like self-work that way.
1: Hmm. How old is this person? 30. Okay.
0: Um, and when he told me that I said, Hey, listen, like, that's super cool. Right yeah. um, I do want to bring this up. you know i am I am a Christian, but I am not a typical Christian. I said I have some liberal views um some think some views on certain things in Christianity that conservative traditional Christians would very much go like n- not believe in, yeah, um, and I said, you know. I just want to be up front with you that that's where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, what are the things that you have different views on?
1: And you're like, I don't believe gay people are going to hell. Yes. And yeah. Yeah.
0: I, yeah. So I said, you know, um, I don't believe homosexuality is sin. I really don't think God cares whether or not you're having sex before marriage or not. If you're in like a loving, if you're like treating others with respect and love. hmm. And just went through like a couple of my thoughts and I'm, I'm pulling this episode up because I want to give you guys a number. Um, we recorded an episode, episode 22, uh, called when dating meets spirituality.
1: That's right. That was a good episode. And
0: it was an episode about kind of a similar interaction Mm -hmm. with a guy that I had met who was Christian. So episode 22, if you want to go listen to that, but Um,
1: I already know where this is going.
0: So his response to that was, Hey, like, that's totally cool. Like I grew up kind of liberal. He's like, I found faith a little later in life and I'm still kind of like figuring it out. And he said, you know, I'm not sure where I'm at sexually right now. He's like, I'm not sure if I, if I'm still open to being active or what I want to do with that.
1: Oh, interesting. Okay.
0: Yeah. So he, he was super honest and upfront and I said, Hey, yeah, like I respect that, you know, um, I definitely like, would like to be sexually active with my partner, but I also like would respect someone's opinion and decision. And like, if I had a partner and I felt like they were worth it enough to like, wait, then that's not an issue for me.
1: Yeah. It's like, yeah, there's a, and there's a lot of stuff we can do other than P and V. Exactly. (laughs) which is according to this type of christian the only forbidden thing. Yeah.
0: No, now we don't want to project. That's true. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Sorry. Okay, so here's before I get into more of the details here, I first want to say cuz I don't even know if he's going to be listening to this. <laughs> oh my gosh, the episode that came out on Friday is all about sex.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, that's hilarious. Oh well.
0: Okay. So, um I want to say this guy's super cool. Mm -hmm. He was honest with me. Yeah. He was respectful. Um, He, the reason I was drawn to him is because he seemed like a really great guy. Yes. So I still believe he's a really great guy. And he has every right to make the decision that he did. Yes. To follow beliefs that he has. Yes. Um, And, you know, for me, like, I don't want to be with someone who is a Trump supporter. Yeah. And I don't want to be with someone who has certain political views that I have now those people I love them if I have good friends that are believed very differently but for Mm -hmm. in terms like a long-term partner right yeah so I understand where he's coming from what happened is we had a FaceTime okay so we had a FaceTime the night of me receiving the text from the other guy saying he had met someone else Yep. and it was a late night FaceTime and it ended up blowing by like it was like an hour 15 minute call Hmm. He was very mellow, a little different than what I would normally be attracted to. Seemed very like kind of secure. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like, I love that I'm attracting like really cool guys right now.
1: Yeah. You know, like
0: that, are you know, and um, we talked a little bit about sexuality and I just kind of asked him his opinion. And this
1: is because. But had he sent the message of like, we might be in two different places yes. sexually yes. before the FaceTime. Yes. So you were following up on that. Yeah. So what okay. happened
0: is he sent that text and I said, hey, like, I feel like you keep coming up with reasons to like not keep talking with me. Because he was like, <laughs> well, you're, you're an eight and I don't get along with eight. Oh, it's that, the same
1: one. Okay. And then he's yeah. like,
0: well, I think we're in different. And it's like, if you don't want to talk to me, like, you don't have to talk to me. Like, you don't have to keep yeah, coming yeah. up with reasons. Yeah. And he was like, no, 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 that's, like, not what I'm doing. It's, like, what he was doing, though.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, anyway, I thought that we had kind of aired that out, and I was really honest with him, like, on the phone of, you know, where I was at. So, I went to bed thinking, like, okay, cool. Like, we had a date set up. We were going to meet. Mm-hmm. Um, And I woke up the next day, like, kind of excited about it. Didn't get a text from him. hmm gut feeling I texted him I sent him a voice text I said hey
1: you guys set up a in-person date on the video chat date okay
0: yes so next morning I'm like okay he hasn't texted me I'm just gonna like send him a voice record I'm just I'm gonna be like secure in myself yeah like he doesn't have to text me first I like him I'll text him first yeah so I sent a voice record and I said hey I hope you're having a great day. Like I really enjoyed our chat and I'm looking forward to Saturday. That's all mm-hmm. I said. Yep. He responded. He was like, Leanna, like you're so fun and you're very attractive. And that's it. And I was like, thanks. You're very attractive too. And then I said, we might be in trouble on Saturday. And I was like,
1: Oh, interesting. Joking yeah.
0: Because like, there was a lot of attraction chemistry there. But it was, was
1: there like kind of flirtation and sort of yeah, like sexual tension? Sort uh, of? No,
0: I mean, I wouldn't say there was like <laughs> sexual tension, but like yeah. I think we both thought each other were attractive. Okay. And like me saying we might be in trouble, like I'm just, you know, it was just like a joke. Yeah. Like, like I want, I would want like a makeout session. Yeah. Right? That's like all I'm saying. Yeah. And if he didn't, like whatever. So anyway, I'm going to read the text following
1: okay. that. Okay.
0: So I said we could be in trouble Mm -hmm. and then you responded almost immediately with after really thinking about it, I don't want to be insensitive and drag you along and probably needing a more traditional relationship at this time. Mm -hmm. I have a desire to be involved at in church at a deeper level and sex has confused me a bit. I think we're on different levels in terms of that right now. I'd love to get your thoughts.
1: Hmm. That's a very like honest and sort yes. of neutral message. Now, but what I, I, I want to say something, but I, I want to let you go, but do you want to go or do you want me to go?
0: Let me go really quick. Okay, go. So I forgot to mention the church piece of it. Yeah. Um, church, we did talk about church a lot on the call. Mm-hmm. Um, he said he was a church boy and obviously he was doing, Did he like, use that phrase? Yeah.
1: Oh, interesting. And I've was, never heard, he heard that just before. I don't he was joking. like, know. I'm okay. a church boy. So. Okay, cool. Yeah.
0: Um, And obviously, like, he's doing, like, online right now. And I said, well, I just, you know, I want to be open with you. Like, I have some pretty deep trauma in the church. Like, I get panic attacks going into a church building. Really? And I said, um, so, you know, I would maybe be open to going every now and then. But, like, going to church every Sunday is not going to be my future. Mm. Um.
1: And that's super important to him. You can tell where he's super at right now. Super important like to he him. he wants to be like the couple in church. Yada yes. yada, yada. So yeah.
0: So I want to share how this affected me and what thoughts came up. But do you want to say well, what you that's, were saying I first think or...
1: I'm going the same place you are, which is that there was a perfectly like thoughtful Very message, thoughtful. Right?
0: Very respectful. Nothing
1: judgy nope. whatsoever. However, because I know you. Mm-hmm. Right, like, and for so many people, particularly so many women who grew up in the church, there is so much internalized judgment and shame from all this purity culture bullshit. That that's like really hard to shake, and that mm-hmm. has like lasting, lasting damage on so many people. Mm-hmm. So, go. <laughs>
0: So I got that text and bald. Mm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going to try not to cry right now, but, you know, growing up in the church, going through that purity culture and being told that this is the type of person I need to marry is this guy right here. Mm hmm. Good Christian, goes to church, wants to wait till marriage to have sex. This is the guy that is going to give me, God is going to fulfill me in my marriage if I marry this type of guy. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm told. I'm not saying that's true. Um, That's what I was made to believe, Mm -hmm. the story that was told to me. And I did that one time. Mm, And it didn't work. That's true. And... Then I, that's
1: true. You followed all the instructions
0: and then the church betrayed me. Yeah. And, and so then I spent these last five years going through different waves of who am I? What do I want? Where does God fit into my life? Where does Christianity fit into my life? Where does church fit into my life? Um, I have had multiple Christians, including Christian men that I have tried to date, um, make me feel like I'm not Christian enough. Mm -hmm. I've had someone look at me and say to my face, it seems to me like you've never known Christ.
1: Jesus Christ. Fuck off whoever said that.
0: Um, And so what the story that I told to myself from this text, is that my sexuality is too much. Mm -hmm. I am not, I essentially, I am not Christian enough.
1: Yes, and it goes beyond, I think, especially for women, all this shit goes beyond like, it's like, well, you know, Eve ate the apple and tempted Adam. It's, there's so much misogyny baked in and and so much of like you know like when they tell women like when they tell young girls like well you know who would want to who you know who would want to wear this old pair of shoes that someone else has worn like don't you want to be brand new shoes and so it gets Mm -hmm. at your value Mm -hmm. as as a life partner to Mm -hmm. somebody of like if you're not pure and chaste and you know and which also means like if you don't have your own agency and independence for your own pleasure and sexuality, like that's sort of baked mm-hmm. in there too. Yeah. So it's like, it, 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 it tears down like your, your femininity, your value as a woman, as a partner, like all of that shit mm-hmm. is in there. It's so, so and poisonous. It, and, and it's toxic.
0: something that I have tried to work out for so long because yeah. it was ingrained in me for so long. And so You know, here I am being like, hey, I'm going to, I want to accept you as you are. Like, this is what you want. If you want to, don't want to have sex before marriage and I feel like you're a really great connection for me, I'll wait for you.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You know, Um, the church thing I wouldn't compromise on
1: Mm -hmm. unless
0: I found a church that I felt like aligned with a lot of the views that I align with. But Mm -hmm. so here I felt like I was, I was really excited that I was talking to someone that like Had some similar faith beliefs and everything, but it—it's just—it's almost every time that I talk to a quote-unquote Christian boy, yeah, that I get this reaction.
1: And this is what's so frustrating to me is because the idea that this is just what it means to be a Christian is not true and infuriating to me. But like, that's what everybody who grew in America at this time from a certain type of place who went to a certain type of church says like, well, there's Christians and there's like fake Christians. And if you know, like, and the type of Christian, I already know that this guy like, right. Like, or he, maybe not him because he wasn't raised in the church, but it's like, like the, if you don't look down on other kids who listen to secular music, then you're not a real Christian. Mm -hmm. It's like that sort of culture.
0: Well, and what's interesting too. And I said this in the episode that I recorded on my own, but like, what was more important to him was that I would go to church versus who I am as a person and how I treat other people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, instead of getting to know me and seeing that I live my life with love and inclusion and I'm kind and generous and loving, what was, what was more important to him was that I didn't go to church. Yeah. Even though I'm a Christian. Yeah. So, you know, and again, if that's important to him, that's important to him. There is, I'm not going to fight with that. Like he has every right to believe that. But what is frustrating is that's what the fucking church teaches. Yeah, Is it's more important to fucking go to church than who you are as a person. Yes. And so I'm not mad at him. I'm, you know, that, my bawling was not him. Yes. That was a result of trauma, deep Yes. church spiritual trauma coming up so um and and i'm and just it makes me infuriated that the church teaches this bullshit
1: it's awful it's so and it's like and if you in any kind of way are using like the gospels to decide like who's good and who's bad and who's in and who's out you have missed the essential message of all of the teachings yes. of Jesus Christ yes right like of like oh well you're not blank enough anything any any word in there you you blew it you missed the mm-hmm. whole thing yeah i do you think what if one day like you and i find an awesome reconstruction like progressive church and like this becomes a christian podcast <laughs> Like a totally, but a totally, like, badass, like, radical Christian podcast.
0: I, you know, you are more than welcome to go uh, start that. <laughs> to go church shopping. I'm going to stick well, with, like, the dating relationships.
1: But I think what's sweet, though, is, like, when you talk about the idea of, like, going back to church, Like I think what's very real to name is that, like, your trauma is real. And it's no different than if someone is like a survivor of some kind of like sexual trauma, Mm -hmm. right? The idea of like, they would need a partner who would sort of go very slow and be very caring. Mm -hmm. And maybe like you would work together with a professional therapist or Mm -hmm. something like that to like develop that, to, to reintegrate that aspect into the person's life with their partner. And I kind of was thinking the same thing when you were talking about like, well, if I was gonna ever go back to church, you know, and I was like, it would be the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. It would. You would need to be very supportive and like, and like, okay, like let's take baby steps and like, let's. If make I needed sure to I leave, I
0: would want to get up and yeah. leave and have my partner there with me, yeah. and yeah. So it's not like again, it's like not out of the question. It's just mm-hmm. right now, it's it's just well, <laughs> right now it's out of the question. At least it should be. Yeah. Well, <laughs> in COVID. Yeah. But, um, that's true. Yeah. But
1: in like my, your when you said the church betrayed you, I mean, it was, you know, like after spending a lifetime of like trying to follow all the rules Mm -hmm. and do everything right. The one time that you were like in desperate need of like support and community and healing, they like kicked you to the curb. Right. Yeah.
0: They not only abandoned me, they stepped on me and like pointed a gun at me.
1: Yeah. And, and I will say that my dad, after the divorce from my mom, like, he was broken. And he sought, like, help and counsel from the church he belonged to and tithed in and, and you know, served as an usher and done all these things for 20 years. And he kind of got the brush off. Not, not as bad as yours, but he's he's never gotten over it.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: He's never gotten over it. Mm -hmm. And it's just so, I think there's something about sort of spiritual trauma that is so deep. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah,
0: definitely. Well, you know, I didn't want to spend, like, I knew this would be a long conversation and I knew you would think this is very interesting, but, um, you know, it, you know what it does is it makes me just not want to match with Christian guys anymore. Like just not even go there. Yeah. because it keeps coming up and it's like i like i called michelle and i was like crying and she was like she ended the call she was just like Leanna, you are christian enough mm-hmm. and that guy is missing out yeah and you know
1: like- you're you're more christian right like that's that's like the the but like the rational what R- richard Rohr says like um literal truth is like the shallowest form of meaning Mm -hmm. right like and like i think you're sort of more christian in that you have really like wrestled with your faith and like you like live out the teachings of jesus much more like the church is so fucking obsessed with like bodily sins and like Mm -hmm. no one's like hey are you Are you coveting like, you know, like no one, like all of this stuff that's like way more important Mm -hmm. in what type of person you are and how you live your life and, and, Mm -hmm. and how you impact the world around you. But anyway, sorry. Anyway. Yeah.
0: So I also think that you,
1: I feel like though, you like cried some of that shit out. Like this is like, what a cool moment that you had awareness. Totally. You like kind of cleansed yourself of some of that bullshit.
0: Yes. Which by the way. Okay. So first of all, again, like to that guy. This was not you. Yeah, no hate to There's you, dude. There's nothing wrong yep. with you. Yep. You didn't hurt me. This is like totally something that just came up from past stuff.
1: And by the way, I hope he and and many other people who are in churches and, and having positive experiences with, with churches, we're not saying that all churches are bad or that people that go to church Absolutely. are bad people. But I hope people hear this. And think deeply about it. And then they can spot that shit if it's happening mm-hmm. in subtle ways in their church and stamp it out. And speak up against it. Yes. Yes.
0: Yes. We're not, just, we're not just supposed to sit in a pew and listen to someone preach and just agree with everything they say. Yes. Anyway, we could go on and
1: on. I know. I know.
0: Okay. Um, but anyway, what I was going to say is I think in last episode, I was like, remember we had talked about we went to record and then I was like crying. And then yeah. the next day I was like, I'm so self-conscious. I'm crying. Okay. I found out from my therapist that um it's very common when you go under anesthesia to go into a deep depression for a few weeks.
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah. So, um she said because it changes the like re it like um what's the word I'm looking for? Recalibrates? Some like it, yeah, like re, okay. re changes the chemistry or the makeup or something like that because of what's happening. So, anyway, I think that's why I'm crying all the time is like okay. maybe just like the recovery of the surgery. Um, I think I'm releasing a lot of grief that yeah. was stored in the yep. injury. Yep, yep. And then the breakup and then like dealing with more trauma with the. So, anyway, yeah. I promise there's gonna be an episode coming up where I'm not gonna cry.
1: We, we, speaking on behalf of all the people who like this podcast, we love and support you <sighs> and are. It's totally great when you cry Ugh. because it's real. It's I legit. know.
0: I'm just not used to being so open with my crying. I've always been like one to like give a tough. Like I never cried from my mom, and mm. then the like it was like a couple weekends I was just like, <laughs> my mom was like, "You never crying from me? Are you okay?"
1: <laughs> That's so funny. Okay, I thought she was gonna like lovingly. She no, she ra- did. No, and no she, hold she did. You yeah, while you but crying. and then yeah.
0: after that, she said something must really be wrong because you never cry.
1: Oh, that you. sounds exactly like your mom. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, did you want to talk about...
1: Do we want to dive in? Yeah. I have like a topic we can dive yeah. into. So I've been thinking a lot. Let's
0: just pretend this is a listener question.
1: Okay. What's the question? Like
0: what's going on with the bachelor right now? Oh, Chris Harrison. Well,
1: and I was going to say, and there's so many examples of it, of, uh, Mr. Potato Head and Dr. Seuss. Have you heard about these? Okay. So what's up with cancel culture is, I feel like the question. Yeah.
0: What's up with cancel culture?
1: Okay. So this is my take and I want your thoughts on it. And actually we had a really cool conversation at dinner with a mutual friend of ours. Shout out Megan. Um, about this whole thing, right? And so here's the thing. Part of my job is, has a lot to do with, like, accountability of, like, when somebody does something that, like, harms someone else in our university community, or they just do something that they're not supposed to do, right? Like, um, like you know, all, like, when you're a little kid, right, there's this, you know, there's like... Uh, you know, like, there's there's rules, right? And, like, you're held accountable for breaking the rules, right? But then it starts to feel like there's, like, just punishment and reward and that feels, like, weird. So, as an adult, you have to learn how to, like, decide who you want to be and, like, hold yourself accountable to your own values, right? But it never feels nice. Like, it never feels good to get called out and... And, th- and there's this thing with accountability that everyone does, which is, hey, I said I was sorry. I should be done now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, everyone should just accept that. And, like, I should be entitled to all of the sort of support and opportunities or whatever I had before I did this thing because I call- I got called out, I said I was sorry, and then we should just move on. So my thing is that people... When people are like, oh my God, cancel culture. Like, yeah, do I think people go too far sometimes? Yeah, I think, I think everyone should be allowed to learn and grow and everything like that. But people are throwing around this word of getting mad at cancel culture when really it's not, half of the time it's not even cancel culture. It's just someone being held accountable for something fucked up that they said. Mm-hmm. And, and by the way, it doesn't take away, if people make a free speech argument Unless the government is censoring your speech, throwing you in jail, like you still have free speech. It's not a free speech thing. Everyone has a right to free speech. People don't have a right to consequence free speech.
0: Mm -hmm. So
1: if someone says something fucked up and I don't want to support their work anymore financially and I don't buy their albums or watch their movies or watch their show or whatever, then they still have free speech and I have my own free speech with my wallet or whatever. Mm -hmm. So like... Chris Harrison went on a show and was defending this one particular contestant who had uh, questionable things in her Twitter. And like what he did on this interview with Rachel Lindsay, who's a black woman, um, who's a former bachelorette was way worse than what mm-hmm. was in this other female contestants, mm-hmm. like old tweets or whatever. And he was just like dismissive and talking over her and being like, what's the big deal? And he used the words, um, who
0: are you? Yeah. He was
1: like, who are you? And he did what, what was it? Police. Something. Oh, woke
0: police, woke
1: police, like a hundred times or
0: whatever. who what what, were with the woke police. Yeah. Book. Yeah. It was horrible. Oh, it was so bad. You guys can go watch it. It's, go watch it. It's extra. The full interviews on YouTube. Yeah. They
1: have it completely unedited yeah. and like, and it's just cringy. Like, I'm like, do I, do I think he's, like, a horrible person? Do I think he was, like, no. But I'm like, dude, you, it's just like, educate yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, be more thoughtful. But that's an example. And then people are, like, all mad. Like, oh, my God. Like, now Dr. Seuss is getting canceled. No one's canceling Dr. Seuss. <laughs> Literally, Dr. Seuss's estate, like, the foundation and the people who have control over the rights to his work. There's a few Dr. Seuss books with some like fucked up stuff in there. Like really offensive like drawings and stuff of like Asian type characters and like the word Chinaman appears or whatever. And they're like, mm, "We we to to because of the legacy of Dr. Seuss, they don't want his work and him to be affiliated with these like racist images." So they're like, "Well, we're just going to stop publishing, mm-hmm. like these few select works mm-hmm. and everything else is good. And like, so that's not cancel culture. Mm-hmm. And like, but so then the other one is Piers Morgan. Have you heard about this?
0: Um. Yes, with the Meghan- With Meghan and, Markle. Yeah, Markle, yeah.
1: So Meghan Markle is married to Prince Harry. Hmm. And they did an interview with Oprah and she shared like how hard it was for them because of racism within the royal family. And at one point she said that she couldn't, she was mentally at a very bad place because of this, like, kind of being outcast and whatever and being in this bubble and that she asked, like, I need support for my mental health right now and was told no. And... That's what she had said in, in, you know, I'm sort of not getting it all totally correct in her words, obviously, but, and then Piers Morgan goes on Good Morning Britain, which is a show that he's on and says, like, that he doesn't believe that that happened or something like that. And then people got mad. People were like, dude, that's fucked up. And he, I think he, he walked off the show or he quit the <laughs> show or something like that. And again, not cancel culture. Yeah. That's accountability. Mm -hmm. Chris Harrison, not cancel culture. You're just being held accountable. And by the way, when someone does something that harms you, the accountability isn't just like, oh, my bad. I'm not going to say that word anymore. It's like, well, no, no, no. Hang on. I'm not totally ready to forgive you unless I I need to see something that like, show me that you've really learned. Mm -hmm. Like what show me what in your perspective has, has changed since yesterday? Mm hmm right, if I go, oh, I realized I was wrong, I'm never gonna do it again, like you would be foolish to not go, mm, okay, but it's gonna take me some time to rebuild this trust, right? And so like in my work, restorative justice is this framework that mm. we use. Oh, I love that. Right? Yeah. And restorative justice always has three goals, which is to repair any harm that's been done, to restore trust, and to prevent recurrence.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? And like, but the, the annoying thing is when a lot of times when like students and other people hear restorative justice, they're like, oh, that sounds good. That means nothing bad happens to me when I do something mm-hmm. wrong. And it's like, no, that's not what it means. Mm-hmm. Right? That means actually like, that's really hard to do is to face the people who you've harmed and sort of say, what do I need to do to repair this, to make this right? And you have to follow through on
0: that, Mm -hmm.
1: right? And when you've hurt someone's trust, it's going to take some work on your part and some action on your part and some time for their trust to sort of, you know, for for them to rebuild their trust with you Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And the prevent recurrence part is like hugely important. so like, you know, and that's why I love one of the things that Rachel Lindsay said on her podcast, Higher Learning, which is one of my favorites, is like, She was like, I I want to, she was like, I don't think Chris Harrison's a bad man. I don't have any, you know, I'm not like out to get him. Right. Which is again, like the narrative that's being spun that now she's the angry black woman or whatever. But she's like, I want to see what he does. Mm -hmm. She's like, I want to see him. Like it would mean so much to me to see him like actually get himself educated on what it's like to be a black American on why these issues are important and things like that. And like, and she's like, I'm, I'm fully open to people growing and changing and stuff. Mm -hmm. But I think everyone's yelling cancel culture because accountability is always uncomfortable.
0: Yeah. Well, and there's a lot of people that don't agree with things that black people would see as racist. That's the other thing.
1: Yes. Right. And like, so when, when, and when we were at dinner with our friend, right, the example I used, and I'll never forget this, One of my best friends in my whole life has a sister with a very severe, like, cognitive disability, right? And she grew up with, every time they went to a restaurant, like, people looking at them, you know, like, all of these things, right? And it's, you know, and, like, her sister will never, like, be able to live independently and stuff like that. And I remember this was many years ago now but i was like i mentioned the movie like tropic thunder and i was like oh my god that movie's so hilarious and she was like yo fuck that movie mm. and i was like why it's so funny and then she like jogged my memory and there's a there's a whole like running joke in that movie with about ben stiller is one of the actors and he plays and there's a whole joke about him being in a movie playing a character that has a severe
0: mental mm. impairment
1: and they use the R word that we don't mm. say a lot you know that we don't say anymore they use that word like a million times and it's just like joke after joke after joke about people who are who are like that right and I was like oh and to that like I watched the movie and I laughed at all of those jokes or mm-hmm. whatever and and as soon as my friend said that I'm like oh of course this would hurt yeah. you Right, and now that matters to me. And to that, to to this day, from that day until this one, now when I hear people making jokes, when I hear anyone use the R word, when I hear people making jokes, like it matters to me now too. I flinch too.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right, and and before I had that experience, I would have never known it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I would have, and I, I I probably would have been like those people, of like, oh what. What's this woke police coming for this movie that I think is really funny or whatever? But, like, take a minute to go,
0: mm-hmm.
1: wait, this could really hurt
0: somebody. Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. I don't know.
0: Well, and I think just to kind of wrap this up, I mean, we are constantly changing and evolving. Yeah. Just what? Like, like 70 years ago, there was still segregation. Yes. Um, and, you know, women... Their place was in the kitchen. Yep. And then we've moved, and like dancing used to be like prohibited from churches. Like Mm. we've just evolved as a society, you know? I grew up saying the R word when I was a kid. And then, yeah. And then you, then when I got older, and they're like, oh, you're not supposed to say that. And I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Like you just, you. Just do the right thing. Yeah,
1: you go like, oh, this could really hurt somebody. Well, yeah. I don't want to do that, right? Yeah. Like,
0: exactly. Like, actually, I got called out recently. Um, after Olive's surgery, I posted a photo and said, "My little invalid," hmm. and just didn't even think anything of it. And um, one of our listeners actually she messaged me. She's like, "Hey, this is actually like really hurtful hmm. because she has." um chronic pain and deals with that in her life. And she's like, you know, invalid means is saying someone's not valid.
1: Interesting. Wow. Yeah.
0: And I was like, oh my gosh. I said, thank you for telling me. Like I took it down immediately. Yeah. I don't use it. And like, I don't use that word anymore. Now I know what it means. I apologize to her. We're good. Yeah. You know? And like, if she needed even more from me, then I'd listen, yeah. you know, and do my part. And it's like, and I'm not saying like, I'm this glorious person and I'm perfect because I'm absolutely not. And I've probably said, I know I've said some like kind of stupid things on this podcast, but like, it's just, just, just allow yourself to grow a little bit. Yeah. And, and I to and go with the culture. I, I like we, we just, we don't want to stay stuck. Well, or just, or
1: if you don't get it, like ask yes. in a, in a humble and respectful way like like talk to someone in your life who can trust now it's like you can't just you can't just put the emotional labor on the people who are affected right. be like hey black person tell me why i'm not allowed to say the n word like don't do that but um but yeah just like cuz i think that's the problem is if people don't know someone mm-hmm. who's affected by by these things by these words by these images like their, their knee-jerk reaction is like, oh, God, another thing? Like, mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, like you're taking something from me that mm-hmm. I'm not able to say these things I want to say, or it, it makes me slightly uncomfortable, and I don't like that, so I'm going to get mad mm-hmm. at the people who are advocating for these kinds of things. And, um, you know, like, that's that's the thing. One of the things that I I loved, actually, working with college students, there was a, you know, there's been media now for 10 years about how there are snowflakes and like all mm-hmm. this stuff right and a lot of that started when
0: i got called the snowflake one time yeah mm-hmm.
1: so all of that uh, that's such a stupid word and no, by I the don't. way like and
0: by a white angry like uh like 40 something man by
1: the yeah way. because his feelings were hurt that yep. the world was changing yeah exactly yeah. who's the snowflake so <laughs> um but one of the things is, like, trigger warnings were, like, a big deal that mm-hmm. people were against or whatever. And I, I was listening to someone who's, like, a leader in, in our field in this one way. And he said it the best way. He was, like, trigger warning trigger warnings are just good manners. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just polite to say, hey, there's something coming up where if you've had certain life experiences, it might be pretty upsetting. Mm-hmm. So I don't want someone to be, like, totally, like, blindsided by this. And, like... That's just polite, right? And like, mm-hmm. when you think about like manners and and the concept of courtesy, right? Like mm-hmm. to live together, we all have to have a certain level of courteousness for each other, which is that I don't want to harm other people around me or make them upset or uncomfortable because I'm being oblivious, mm-hmm. right? Like that's what courtesy is. Mm-hmm. Like that's why you, you know, to be good neighbors and whatever. Mm-hmm. To
0: wear a mask.
1: Yeah. And, and it's like, just be open to like, oh, I, do I want to be a courteous person? Do I want to understand how, how other people are hurt by this?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Because like, after that conversation I had with my friend about Tropic Thunder and how she felt about it and her sister and everything like that, like, I don't miss saying the R word. Like there's nothing (laughs) taken away from me. I know. You know, but yet that's like the first reaction is like, oh God, another thing. Another thing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, I mean, I think that's, I'm really glad that you brought that up. I think it's a really great conversation to have. And um, yeah, I think it's, yeah. I don't and like, an, Yeah, anti-cancel culture,
1: pro-accountability. Yes. Pro-accountability and growth. And like, yes. if you say you're sorry, repair harm, restore trust, prevent recurrence. Like, do the work. Yeah. And don't expect all of the consequences from if you did something kind of messed up to just end the instant you say my bad like Mm -hmm. that's not how this that's not how anybody works Mm -hmm. when someone's hurt you you're like okay i hear you and i accept your apology but you know even unspoken like "Mm, it's gonna take me a little while before i get back to really trusting you right yeah well
0: i think that's a good
1: way
0: to sum it up yeah thanks yay i'm glad we talked about that okay so we're an hour in. We finally made it to listener questions. Uh,
1: how many people do you think who like ask these questions are like, are these motherfuckers not going to get to these today? Again? again? Yeah, yeah.
0: So we're going to try and spend five to 10 minutes. Okay. On each question.
1: We're going to try not to get into any rabbit holes
0: or trailheads.
1: <laughs> not trailheads.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, the first question by our friend Allison. Mm hmm. Uh, Jared, how is alcohol-free going, and what are your plans for the future?
1: Oh, I love this. Um, uh, it's going well. Um, I don't really miss drinking. Um, I, feel, I feel better. I feel happier and more even in my life and more peaceful. Um, I think I said this to you a couple of weeks ago, right? When we had that dinner with our friend Megan, I had had a really busy, stressful week I had, like, I think, like, not meditated or only been able to meditate for, like, 10 or 15 minutes for a couple of days. And so on that Friday, we were going to this dinner at this place where I used to go out and have dinner and drinks, and they have this certain type of IPA that I really like at this place. And so literally for the first time in these four months that I've been, I guess almost five months now, that I've been not drinking, um... I sort of had this urge of like, oh, beer would be really fucking Mm. good. Um, And I'm not like, I'm not like afraid of that. Like, oh no. Well, part of me is a little worried about like, oh, am I gonna, because one of the things like Dak Shepard and other people in recovery will say is like, if you've been away from, and by the way, I don't identify as someone in recovery, but if you've been away from your drug of choice or whatever for a while, they're like, They're like, don't kid yourself. Your addiction is doing push-ups. Like, like it doesn't get weaker over time. Mm. It, like, makes itself stronger. So I do have a little bit of worry of, like, Mm. would it be not good for me in a profound way if I went back? But part of me is also, like, I don't know if next weekend or two months from now I want to have a beer, like, with dinner with someone. Like, I'll have a beer with someone. But that was the first time I was tempted by it. And then... It's so funny. I was like just talking to someone about my relationship with alcohol last night and I kind of told the whole story of like me and alcohol from like sort of starting young and then going out and being like fun party guy and then how I started to look forward to the end of the night when I had like one drink by myself And then that turned into like, I was leaving places early because I would like. The worst thing for me was people who were like drinking politely and slowly.
0: Mm, mm.
1: Cause I'm like, if we're not drinking, like I'm great. Mm -hmm. But I would be like, okay, I can't drink like I want to drink right now.
0: So you'd leave and then go drink at home?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cause I would like, cause I would like, once I would start drinking, like I would like want to get drunk. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I can't do that because I have to drive.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I would be like, how quickly can I get,
0: mm-hmm. how quickly can I like,
1: you know, bail on this social engagement?
0: That's how I feel like when I'm like making out with a guy and I'm like, just want to go home and masturbate. <laughs> <laughs> how quickly yeah. can I go and just make this happen for myself?
1: Yeah. Cause you're like, this is what I'm, what I have at home is better than what's here. Right. Like, um, but I don't know. It's been a really cool journey to, like, recognize. And and actually, one of the things I said to this person is I was like, those times when I was at home getting drunk by myself were, like, beautiful and, like, lovely. It was, like, one of the only times that I let myself, like, be in the moment and feel my emotions and gave myself. And, like, a lot of times I would, like, look up stuff on my phone that would, like, make me cry. And Mm. I would cry Mm. and, like... And that felt so good and cleansing and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, it's it's been wonderful to not feel like I need the chemical mm. to do that anymore. It's still a challenge sometimes, mm. but I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm proud of you. Thanks. Well,
0: you'll keep us updated.
1: I will for yeah. sure. Yeah. Thanks, Allison.
0: Yeah. And that was time-wise very good. Right I on, think right that on was like right on five minutes. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. So I'm going to like change the order of these questions. Let's a little do bit. it. Okay. So the next question, she's also a friend of the show. Um, how do you navigate different ideas about commitment timelines? Can I start this one? I'm
1: really curious about okay. your answer. Yeah, please.
0: Okay. So I'm going to get all Dr. Morgan on you guys for this one. So you know in our past episodes and especially when i was going through the coaching program um we talk a lot about where are you in the pool okay Mm -hmm. so if you're imagining yourself in a pool and you're in the shallow end and the person you're seeing is all the way in the deep end and there's that kind of difference there then both of you have a decision you have to make so for instance, if you're in the same part of the pool, then you can keep moving forward. And together. it
1: doesn't matter how fast or Does slow. It doesn't matter you how go? fast or slow. Yep.
0: Yep. I mean, and as long if you guys are in the same place and you're moving together and there's healthy boundaries, right? It I'll get a little bit more specific here. Let's say um, I'm gonna say the female is the one that's wanting the commitment more than the guy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you've been hanging out with this guy for six weeks. Um, you're ready to have the exclusivity conversation, and so you sit down because women, you are more than you are more than welcome to have the define the relationship talk and to initiate it. You do yeah. not have to wait for a man to be like, "Will you be my girlfriend?" Like, mm-hmm. just own that shit. Okay, so you sit down. You're like, "Hey, listen." Like, I, I just want you to know, like, I really enjoy spending time with you. I've really grown, like, a strong liking for you. Um, you know, maybe even I'm falling in love with you. You're mm-hmm. the only person I want to spend my time with. You're the only person I want to be with. Um, and I really, I would like to be exclusive. How do you feel about that? And then the guy goes, oh, you know, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm just like you know, I'm still like fresh from my breakup or like, I'm still like the marriage really messed me up. And I don't know, like, I really like you. Like, I want to, I want this to keep going, but I just, you know, I need more time. Okay. So you have a decision now
1: mm, you've, you nice have,
0: thing. you have just gathered your data. Yep. Okay. So you can be like, you know what? I, I want to wait and find someone who knows that I am the one they want to be exclusive with mm-hmm. and who maybe moves a little faster with me, who maybe is a little bit more secure because this guy is sounding like he's got some avoidance there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you have the opportunity to be like, I really appreciate your honesty. I just, you know, it really hurts, but I, I need more than that. And I think I'm, I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. Or you have the opportunity to be like, okay, I really like you. Um, I'm going to wait for you.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And so it's really just what do you feel confident doing for yourself?
1: Mm -hmm. If
0: it's going to affect your mental health, if it's going to affect your self-worth, because you really want this person to commit, whether you're a guy or a woman, and they just don't want to commit to you and they're saying they want to be with you, but they don't want to be with you. So there's some emotional unavailability there. And there's Mm -hmm. some attachment theory issues. What is the best decision for you? Mm
1: -hmm. I love the way you said that because the thing it takes out of the whole conversation, which I think everyone gets tripped up on is like, well, what, like, like this whole concept of like right and wrong, of like, well, but we've gone on this many dates. Like, well, then that means we should be in this section of the pool, right? Like, mm-hmm. and it's like, no, 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 there's no right or wrong. It's just honoring what you're feeling and making the choice that's the best for you. So, so there's no right or wrong to one person being in the deep end after X many dates and one person being in the shallow mm-hmm. end after X many, like, that's where they are. So like, don't get caught up in like what's appropriate or what's, uh, you know, like where it quote unquote should be based on whatever's happened. If you've mm-hmm. slept together, if we've talked for months, if whatever. Um, and I, and, and I like that idea of like, yeah, like am I, so like in the, in, in in the, scenario you gave, right? Like, so the woman in the relationship figures out, okay, I'm in the deep end and he's in the shallow end. Mm-hmm. So I either get out of the pool.
0: I'm in the deep end.
1: Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs>
0: Like I was like I'm in the day of bed. and you were like ooh, ooh, ooh. I was like
1: I was going to start singing that I was like don't do that um, so yeah so she can get out of the pool or she can sort of tread water yeah. and say hey yeah. I'm cool with us being in two different parts and and then that's where you have to like sort of self soothe and yes. stuff like that
0: yeah and I would even say even further. Um, So I love what you said about, like, kind of tread the water because you can also come back and meet them in the shallow end. Yeah, you can be
1: like, oh, okay, I'll talk to some other people. Exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah. And actually, I told a friend that as well. She had messaged me and kind of had a similar situation. She's like, I had this conversation. He doesn't want to commit. I do. He wants to see other people. And I'm like, go online. Yeah, go see other people. He wants to see other people? You still want to try things? Go talk to other people. Yeah. You know? Like, um, so... I think, I think what is best for you mental health wise and, um, look into your own stuff, look into maybe why you're attracted to someone who doesn't want to commit to you Mm -hmm. or has a different commitment timeline. Mm Um, is it an anxious avoidant trap? Is this a healthy person for you? Are they worth waiting for what's best for you? Do you need to, um, to date other people to kind of be a little bit more detached and just kind of look at the scenario. There's no right or wrong. There's no like specific formula and just gather the data and go from there.
1: Yeah. I would say my, my other two quick things are like, there's no right or wrong, but also if you're like, I'm trying to have a marriage proposal after date number one, like maybe, maybe that's some of your anxiousness stuff. Right. Um, and then the only other thing too, like that, I like I deeply believe in, um, when you're going to take a step into a deeper end of the pool, like do that because that's where you are, not because of mm-hmm. anything else, right? And yeah. Like I, I think people who listen to who listen to all of our episodes have heard me say this before, but like I will only tell somebody something that's meaningful and vulnerable to me if. I don't, it doesn't matter to me what their reaction will be. Mm -hmm. So if I'm going to tell someone I love you for the first time, before I do that, I'm going to ask myself, like, am I going to be, like, hurt and upset and want to run away or get mad or whatever if they don't say I love you too? Mm -hmm. And if the answer is yes, I will be hurt and mad or get upset and want to run away, then I don't say it.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Right? Like, I wait until I'm like, okay, okay. I'm feeling secure enough. This is my truth. I want you to know where I'm at. And I'm just going to say it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just, it just goes back to how can you show up secure and what is the best way for you to do that? Yes. Yeah. Boom. Okay. I think we did get on that one too. We did. Okay. 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 So the next question is, that's so funny. This is kind of the same thing. What if my partner doesn't have the capacity to reciprocate with an emotional investment. I have lots of thoughts on this. Do you wanna go first?
1: Well, I, I'll go real quick, which is, ask yourself what you need, right? And, you know, it's, it's the same thing you said about the people in the pool. Like, if your needs aren't getting met, then make the choice that's right for you. And so, and maybe your needs are getting met enough to wait um. but I don't know, unless there's like something preventing this person, unless there's something going on in their life, like that's preventing them from being fully invested, which I can't imagine what that would be like.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know. So here's my thoughts on this, because I think this is usually an anxious attachment thing. Yes. Okay. And as an anxious attached person, I think I can speak more to this of my experiences, especially with my marriage and my last uh, relationship. Actually, all of my relationships. Um, As an anxious attach, we give. We give a lot. Mm
1: -hmm. We
0: give ourselves. We give more than we should because we want love so badly. We're afraid of being abandoned. Mm Mm-hmm. Where It's also a very, and I love that Brittany said this on last week's episode, it's also a very selfish attachment style in Mm. that it's, well, I need reassurance from you. I need reassurance from you. I need reassurance from you. Here's my needs. I need you to meet my needs. I need you to meet my needs. Yep, yep, yep. So I think there's two parts to this answer. The one is um, if your partner is, doesn't have the capacity to reciprocate with an emotional investment, and it's not meeting your needs, then they're probably not the right partner for you. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 again, I think
1: that's the most likely outcome. I agree. Yeah, not the only one. But not yeah. the only
0: one, but yep. I. But it's you know, and my last relationship was this. Is yeah. we just couldn't meet on an emotionally reciprocal level however and this is where i'm getting part two Mm -hmm. is i do think that i could have shown up more secure to not need as much from him emotionally Mm -hmm. because i think because i had that anxiousness and needed the reassurance and wanted to express my needs and I wanted him to meet my needs so much and just really didn't do enough soothing for myself. And I'm not, not holding him accountable for what he, you know, his part in it. Um, but I think that was a heavy burden that put on him that Mm -hmm. was put on him. And ultimately he just didn't, he didn't have the capacity for it. So that gives you two options. One, you either keep working on yourself and stop expecting your partner to change because they're not going to change Mm -hmm. and you accept them as they are and you don't expect them to meet all of your needs and you find other people in your life that can help with that. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Or two, you leave.
1: Yes, and I think with number one, like scale back how much you're doing.
0: Mm, Absolutely. Cause
1: I, you know, like I've had friends and I'm like, you are like, like being like the superwoman of this relationship of like being 110% there and meeting every need and being fully on and committed and available and and happy to talk and hang out whenever the other person wants. And I'm like, no one's gonna reciprocate that. Like you no one can match that. Yeah,
0: no, I mean, that's how I am when I'm like super unhealthy. Yeah. It's just, I'm just always available. Yeah. And I give everything.
1: Yeah. And it's like, okay, so pull that back Mm -hmm. and do the work on yourself to sort of soothe and whatever and see what happens.
0: I have another um, side note to it. Yeah. You know, when I say, you know, leave the relationship, if you are married. (laughs) Yeah. Obviously whole nother thing or if you've been in a really long term relationship or whatever you're living together finances are so I mean when I say just leave like obviously that's easier said than done yes um, you know you can always do try couples therapy together you can um, do a coaching program you, you know so yep. you can give as much as you want to try and heal but I think what the question is saying if that other person if you're trying and they're just not giving you it then you don't, there's nothing else you can do because you can't control what they're going to give or not.
1: Yes, and that's, like, the thing in, like, the sort of, you know, now sort of cliche but somewhat famous, like, fuck yes or no article mm-hmm. says. It's, like, every every self-help book about relationships is trying to solve this problem of, like, one person is super into the other person in the relationship and the other person doesn't seem that into it back. Mm-hmm. And we spend so much time, like, how do I convince them? How do I make that? Like, you know, and it's like, well, make your needs known, adjust your approach or leave, kind mm-hmm. of, you know? And it's, yeah. and it's hard. It sucks. It's, it's,
0: yeah, it's a hard thing to stomach, especially yeah. when you love the person and everything, but it's more miserable being in something that you feel lonely in.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes fear keeps us from leaving too mm-hmm. of like our identity gets so caught up in the relationship yep. and the other person. Like, yeah. Well, who am I if I don't have, you know, whatever. Yeah. Hmm. Good luck.
0: Yeah. Good luck with that one. That's a hard, that's really hard. Yeah. Um. Okay. So last question. I think we're doing actually really good on time here. <laughs> this could be our shortest episode in a long time. Who knows? This is a, this is a big one. Okay. Okay. So the question is, have you ever been, the other woman, man. No judgment. I have.
1: I have, and I, I actually, I told, I told someone a story about this very recently, and like realized something about it. So I have, and this was like one of the rare moments where I was like, had like I almost never go to like my parents for advice or guidance or whatever. And in this rare moment, I ended up like sort of talking to my dad and he gave me really good advice. Mm. So I, this was many years ago, there was someone that I knew who was married and who was attractive and whatever. And so one night, a group of us are all hanging out and it was me and her and a couple of friends who were like a little bit older, right? And so all of a sudden there's like flirty kind of vibes or like something weird starts happening. And our older friends, who are both female, by the way, are like, they start trying to orchestrate the two of us hooking up. What? Yeah. And, and, I, and I found out, I think maybe some of them, I think maybe I asked one of them that night and they were like, and this person was married, this, this woman was married, and they were like, She's not been happy for a long time. Like, mm. she needs to leave. Like, you know, like, you know, like, this is, you know, like, we've been telling her to, like, have some fun and get whatever, whatever. So I end up, like, making out with this person. We don't have sex, but we sort of hooked up or whatever. And I think it was the next day I was, like, having dinner with my dad. And if he might have even called me out, like, what's what's up? Like, you know, and I was like, where there's this person and like we had a lot of fun and like blah 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 but she's married and like and but I think she, it, it's not good and she's leaving and I and I'm just and I and I like her and she texted me today and I don't know like and my dad was like you don't want anything to do with that mm. he was just like so final he was like trust me
0: mm. like
1: run don't walk away like you don't want anything to do with that
0: mm-hmm
1: And like kind of, it took like three seconds as soon as he said it and I was like, oh, he's right. I don't want anything to do with this. And so then I just kind of like backpedaled out of the situation and like the person, the woman is a a lovely woman, like, you know, no shade or whatever, but like, it's also like, yeah, like let that person go through their things. Mm -hmm. And then if you're supposed to be together, like, Mm -hmm. yeah. So that's my story.
0: So I have a lot of layers to my answer. Um, And it's like, it actually feels a little scary talking about it because I just talked about in the beginning of the episode how I have this fear of like not being seen as this good Christian. Mm -hmm. Um, So I have more than once. Mm -hmm. Um, I, after my divorce, I just was very unhealthy for a lot of years. Mm -hmm. and was looking for love anywhere I could get it. Yeah. And um, I think because I had never felt, like, attractive or sexual or whatever in growing up and in my marriage, for some reason it was, like, more exciting for me when someone who was committed was like really interested in me.
1: Yeah, It's like, yeah, trying out your sexual power and it's like, ooh, this person wants me. Mm-hmm. Like that's, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, and like he, he's valuing me over his partner. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, just really, it's really some fucked up thinking. Um, but, and, but I think so
1: common, like that shit is like a drug. Yes. It's so powerful. And that is, it's yeah.
0: very powerful. Um, And what would happen in those instances is sometimes there was half hookups. Sometimes there was full hookups. um, And it would always end in disaster. Mm. Just disaster of me feeling abandoned and used. Yeah. And... um, So, oh, and there was actually one of them. um, He didn't tell, he like told me that they had split. And then after we hooked up, he was like, oh, actually, no, we're still together. What the fuck? Yeah. So, and, and, and I will also say this. I mean, I'm not justifying my actions, but in the situations that I've been in, that the man has been very pursuant. I constantly turn them down. Mm-hmm. Constantly, hey, no, you're married. Sorry. Hit me up again. Well, let's just go. Like, I don't know. I just really don't think it's a good idea. You know, and like, and then you just kind of get excited that they're giving you that attention. Yeah, it's like, come on, like, let me buy you dinner,
1: buy you a drink. We'll have fun. Like, we'll do yeah, this. Like, totally.
0: Yeah. And um, and so. And then, all of the times, I was the one that cut it. Oh, actually, maybe there was this one. The, I think the guy that lied to me. I think I like kind of was like falling for him. Mm. Um, and he, that was really painful for me. I mean, I mean, it's just it's so it's just so weird to talk about, and it feels so like um taboo. Yeah. a little bit, but like. Okay, here's the thing. And we talked about this in, like, the inappropriate situations episode. Like, affairs and cheating, it happens a lot. Yes. It happens a lot. And it's not, I'm not excusing it, but it is a symptom of something bigger. Yes. Um, You know, for me, it was a symptom of me needing to feel special. And I feel like this person thought I was so special that he would risk Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that if he left his wife for me, if we fell in love, like that would be, it would make me feel even more special. Even Mm -hmm. though like, I didn't want that because I didn't want to hurt this other person. Yeah. You know? And, um, and then I think for relationships, whether you're a man or a woman and you get into a situation where you're cheating or having an affair, um, it's a symptom of a bigger cause in the relationship. Yes. Yes. And there are just some just shitty people out there who there's just narcissistic sociopaths, stuff like that, that need like major health, like mental health um, healing stuff. Mm -hmm. But I think for a lot of relationships, in fact, I was um, listening to a podcast with Pete, no, not Pete Holmes, Rob Bell and Mm. um, Peter Rollins. And they were talking about how, you know, oftentimes... Uh, someone will have an affair and then the relationship will actually improve and get better because what what the affair is just the result of then the bigger issue now coming out finally yeah and then this couple goes they try and save the relationship they go to therapy um and then they actually like heal and grow and get to know each other better and actually start to like work on needs and it doesn't necessarily mean someone's a shitty person yes or um that the relationship always has to end if someone cheats Mm -hmm. and i think those are myths that we need to break
1: yes i agree
0: but still hold accountable
1: Yes, there so we there go. So there is
0: the accountability, bringing it full circle.
1: Yeah, and I think the thing where where the relationship can get better, it's like, oh, finally, we're going to tell each other the truth. Like, we're going to be our full selves because that's, you feel like you need to hide that. And, like, I've been a person who's been sort of on both sides of that coin. And when you're in that place, you attract other people who are in that place. Yes. And that, like, l- tractor beam... <laughs> Mm-hmm. And that hit of that intimacy drug is so powerful, right? Like like there's a term like like which is like a sort of destructive, all consuming like love or lust or whatever. It's like the I'm gonna risk my whole life because I have to have this person, mm-hmm. right? Like because of this desire that I feel and and no different than any other intoxicant right? People get stuck in a place in their lives where they're pursuing that and responding to that usually as an escape, usually Mm -hmm. because the way it feels inside of their head is so torturous that they need out, Mm -hmm. you know? And like these kinds of, these are kinds of process addictions, right? Like these kinds of um, like obsessions, Mm -hmm. you know, are a really good escape Mm -hmm. like you know um
0: yeah it's definitely the most powerful drug i've ever been on
1: a hundred percent and like you know and nothing but compassion for people who are stuck in that i mean like you said like some people are lying and manipulating and that's terrible like no excuse for that like um but
0: And obviously there's compassion for the people on the receiving end of it. Yes. You know, of like, you know, um, so it's, yeah, I think, I think it's just, it is a, it's a complicated subject. Yeah. And I don't know. I just think, I think we're, I think we all have the choice as we move on in our life, whether we're gonna act on our feelings with someone that we're not in a relationship with or not. Because I think it's very common to have little crushes on people, to you're gonna meet people that you're really attracted to, that you have really good chemistry with, Mm -hmm. and you have a choice to decide whether or not you wanna act on that. Mm -hmm. And I guess, you know, from now on, I know I'm gonna do this, and I'm assuming you're gonna do this, Mm -hmm. but from the advice of your father,
1: you don't want anything to do don't with that. You do not want
0: anything to do with that.
1: Yep. Yeah. Um, by the way, you just gave us a little um a little preview of like my story part three, I feel like. I did. That's exciting.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I feel like for both of us, the next chapters of our stories are like the hardest to I tell. I
0: know. That's why I've been stalling. That's okay. Yeah, it's yeah. Take your time. Yeah, I'm not ready, guys.
1: You're not you're you're in the shallow end of the pool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright, you guys. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. This was
1: a fun one. Yeah,
0: it was super fun.
1: Yeah. Hit us up, let us know what you think.
0: Yes. Should we go over our gratitudes really quick?
1: Ooh, yeah.
0: Okay, should we let's make them short. Yeah. Okay. Um, I am grateful for um cold weather and cozy blankets.
1: Mmm. I'm grateful for yoga cuz I was like in a really down place mm. and then just like doing yoga earlier today like just kind of like recentered my shit like in like it was like 2 minutes in I was like oh
0: this is mm. what I needed
1: like just to be like in the moment and feeling my body and stretching things out and stuff Love wonderful that. Yes,
0: obviously I'm very grateful for yoga too. (laughs) All right, you guys. Well, have a great rest of your week. If you have time right now, pause it. Think of what you're grateful for. Um, Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Hello and Goodbye Podcast at underscore Leanna Joan at The Real Jared Rodriguez. Become a Patron? Patron?
1: Patron, yeah. Patron. Patron is okay. For our so.
0: Patreon. Um, you can go to www.patreon.com slash hello and goodbye podcast. Everything is on our website, www.helloandgoodbyepodcast.com. and goodbye And rate and review, share with a friend, DM us, tell us what you think. We love you. We'll see yeah. you next week. Bye. Bye.